This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Hi, Nick and Sonny Love here <laughs> to tell you that we just bought the Dickens Fruit Company. For years, the makers of Dickens Orange Juice and Dickens Lemonade. Yeah, because we felt there was a gap in the market that needed filling, so to speak. So we asked the company's founder, Anita Dickens, to come up with a brand new apple drink. And before we knew it, we had our Dickens Cider. <laughs> when she's really parched, say open wider. She's got a lot of big Dickens Cider. Our new drink is aimed mainly at the active young female market. I mean, what health-conscious woman of the 90s wouldn't just love a big Dickens Cider? That's right, Nick. Scientific studies have proven that even a small Dickens Cider can relieve stress in most gals. Exactly. And at your next party, why not try serving up a hot Dickens Cider? Hey, Sonny, great bash, but it looks like your little lady could use another hot Dickens cider. Mind if I do the honors? Sure thing, Nick. What are friends for? <laughs> hey, thanks, Sonny. Plus, Dickens cider goes great with mixers, like 7-Up. I know my date just loves 7-Up and cider. Good point, Sonny. And hey, even though Dickens cider is loved by women everywhere... It's great for us fellas, too. Right, Sonny? So true, Nick. I know once I have my dick insider, I feel better almost immediately. <laughs> and fellas, feel a little adventuresome? Why not let your dick insider age for three weeks and turn it hard? My date actually prefers a hard dick insider. <laughs> hey, in this day and age, when a girl is concerned about what she's putting in her body, she'll just love swallowing down a huge dick insider. It's all natural. You bet. Every dick insider will give her a big old load of protein. And hey, gals, it comes in quarts. Yeah. So, fellas, pick up some dick insider for your honey today. Yeah, you can either get a dick insider bottle or do what I prefer, get a dick insider can. <laughs> either way, tonight, give your sweetie a big dick insider. Because if you don't, we will. Why? Because we're the Love Brothers. <laughs> D-I-C-K-E-N-S. Succulent Pirate Radio. Hmm. Why? Because deep down we're insensitive and robust. Isn't that why you're here? And now, uncaged and raised in a stress-free environment, it's John Miller, USDA certified and flogged across the thighs of Guatemalan virgins. Here's John. I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And welcome to the program. Uh, now, of course, we're, uh, we're going to turn this off because I watching Fox now right now get uh -huh. caught up on the, all the election crap apparently it's it's snowing so heavily in Iowa that they're afraid that you know not not too many people are going to turn out well uh, i trump believe well he's doing a thing in Iowa right now and place is packed so uh you know it, it is what it is you know um you know, it's the elections. It's a bunch of bullshit. 
I've never, I, I hate to say this, this may make me un-American, but I've never voted. <laughs> no kidding? Not once. I've not voted. Not a wow. felon. I could vote, but I don't see a need to. I'll tell you, we can't, at least we can't blame you for any of the, uh, the, exactly. the guns. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is what it is, I guess. I don't know. Uh, You've got a pristine record. Exactly. I, I, I'm zero for however many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, uh, so what you've been doing with yourself, Phil? Well, not much. I got, uh, some shows coming up, uh, next weekend or the, this coming week, uh, whatever you call, you know, Friday coming up in uh, Park City, Utah. I'm doing uh, two shows at the Black Box Theater. It's the first day of the, uh, Sundance Film Festival. Ah. And, yep. And I'm doing two shows and then I'm going to fly back, uh, to, to war- much warmer Georgia, hopefully. <laughs> Man, I don't know, but the weather, it's cold out here even. It, it's, it is what it is, I guess, but it's. Now you're in the San Francisco Bay situation. Well, I'm, I'm downtown cracking heroin, the center of uh, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful San Francisco. You're you're in the tenderloin, right? Yes, I am in the tenderloin. Uh, but uh oh, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm not really sure what to uh make of it, but it is uh quite cold. And it's just as cold down here, even colder. And because, in San Francisco, you know, that's a that's a damp, wet kind of cold, isn't it? It's just I don't know, man. I I'm wondering what the hell is going on with the weather these days. And the, and they're saying they're not global warming, but I mean it's global colding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to to blame things on global warming when it's freaking freezing, you know. Right, exactly. I'm just like, how can you call this global warming? You know, of course yes. we we've been up like one point, uh, one point two or one point three percent more than last year worldwide. Uh-huh. But but I don't know where the hell that's where they're measuring this at, but. uh you know, it's fucking cold here. Can you yeah. say that on the John Miller program? I think they can. You know, I remember when, when, cause you're, you're like roughly my age. When I was a kid, they weren't talking about global warming or, or the greenhouse effect and all that. They were talking about the ozone layer. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Holes in the ozone. Yeah. What, what happened to that? I mean, we were the, the hell out of us. And then, you know, I don't I haven't heard a peep about the ozone layer in about 40 years. And now, but now it's global warming. They yeah. they, sw- they switched the wording from ozone hole to global warming. Yeah, it's always catastrophic. I mean, it's always like we're all going to die in you know thirty years, but no, they just changed the name of the thing that's going to kill us. Yeah, I I don't know. It you know I hate to say it. It's it's somebody in the White House or somewhere saying we got all this shit going down, but I. You know, I see I, I see homeless firsthand right here because I'm I'm downtown San Francisco on the corner of Turk and Hyde. That is the epitome of downtown. That's that's really? the center of San Francisco, and okay. has been for years and years. I'm on the corner of cracking heroin here in Beaver, <laughs> uh, or cracking a hooker, or, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, the I mean, it's fentanyl and blowjob. Yeah, that's basically what it was. I actually had a girl that they stopped me and go, have you been done fentanyl? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Fentanyl? I've done fentanyl already when I have my heart surgery. You know? oh. 
you know, uh, but I don't know if that's what they gave me, but I'm coming up on my 10 year anniversary of that. That's fantastic. And you have thrived young man. You know, uh, I'm blessed, I guess. I should, I should have died, but I didn't. Well, you've tried. I tried hard. I, I worked <laughs> you tried. I tried really hard. Not a lack I, of trying. Yeah, there was no no try harder because I really tried. <laughs> uh, but with well, one you of know, these days, so, you're going to pull it off. I, I, I have do, probably, but according well, to doctor, in about thirty years, my doctor said I live until about eighty. That's great. You know? But my accountant, you know, when I had the radio station, he's like, if you keep spinning like this, you'll be homeless at seventy. And so the other day. I was talking to my, my, my doctor. I'm like, so how old am I going to live to this time? The last time it was 70. Uh, and, and I kind of thought about it. I was like, 70, hell, I, I'm going to die by then. So why not keep spinning? <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't see a problem with it, but now yeah, I'll live your money. Yeah. Recently though, he says I'm going to make it to 80. How old is your doctor? He's, he's probably in his late forties. Try to outlive him. That would be, that'd be good. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Doc, I'm going to outlive you, motherfucker. No, I, you know, Dr. Cuba, great doctor. He's always taken very good care of me. Good. And he, he tests me every 30 day, or every 90 days for everything he can think. I mean, they take a pint of blood out of me to test. Him. <laughs> no, it's not a pint, but. You know, they just keep drawing and drawing. I'm like, hey, I got to have some blood left over for myself. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I love doctors and all because Dr. Mello, he's the one who kept me alive. And then, of course, Dr. Cuba, who is, uh, and my other heart doctor, uh, my uh, my heart doctor, Dr. Malar. They're more than concerned to make sure I live till 80. I'm like, what are you getting out of this? <laughs> yeah, there must be some, there must be some financial gain. They got some bet. They got like a, an office pool about you dying. They probably do. Hey, <laughs> yeah, pick, pick a time that John Miller's going to die on tw- for 20 bucks. Now, have you, I got quite, do you, have you ever talked to Joe Coy, the comedian? No, I don't think I have. Because he okay, he hosted the Golden Globe Awards, and I, I did not watch. I watched like two minutes of it, including none of him. But he's getting barbecued on the internet, which you know everybody does. But they're saying he wasn't funny, and he pissed off Taylor Swift, and he's offensive, and yada yada yada. And I, I think the guy's brilliant. You know, I mean, I, I bet if I watched it, I would have thought he was really funny. But I was wondering if you'd seen it. Yeah, have you seen the new? Um... A Chappelle show? Yes, yeah, loved it, loved it. It was hilarious. Isn't he great? I love it that he don't give a shit. Oh, he doesn't care. He's talking about crippled people and trans people. <laughs> he takes every taboo you can possibly, you know, talk about. He talks. He does it. And does it with style. Yeah, and, and it's brilliant and funny as shit. You, you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. I mean, you know, he'll 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 say something and then he'll take a pause. And then you got to buckle up because you're getting ready to hear something you didn't yeah. believe you'd hear. You know, he's that guy. It's fucking awesome. I mean, and he oh, got to do it, do the uh, the special at uh, the uh, at the Chappelle, where where they originally did the Chappelle show. And where, where did they do the Chappelle show? It was somewhere in New York. I forget the. That was the, in New York. Oh, I think it was, but he was actually on the stage of the Chappelle show. And he was like, 
you know, I didn't think they'd ever invite me back here again. Yeah. But, you know, I'm here. Now think about that. You know, it's like, yeah, Chappelle, you've been funny forever, motherfucker. Why, why even doubt yourself? Yeah. I mean, why, why would you, if you're Chappelle, doubt yourself? I don't know, maybe so many people, so many haters were saying he was anti-trans and all this kind of stuff. Maybe he felt like he was being mean to people, but he's not. No, I think for a moment, I think think that he was being mean to people. But then he was like, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not being mean. I'm just no. making light of what's going on. Yeah, he's you know? just commenting on what's going on around yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, it's not he's, not, he's not making this shit happen. No. He's just commenting on the shit that's happening. Well, like one thing he said, like about trans people, you know, it's like he said, like black people, it took, you know, hundreds of years for them to get their rights. And trans people, it took about three years. <laughs> it's yeah, like, exactly. what the hell, you know? But, yeah. Well, talk about a fucking difference. I mean, it's yeah. like, and black people still don't have it. Yeah. They're still struggling for, <laughs> for basic civil rights. And then trans people are like, you know, demanding the shit. Yeah. Exactly. We don't get it. We're going to fucking. Do, I don't know what they do, but I don't know what they do, but you you wouldn't like it. Beat you on one of their fake titties or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pull it out, rape you, rape you with a strap on or something, something you would not enjoy. You know, <laughs> well, it depends. I'm in San Francisco. A lot of people might enjoy that strap on. <laughs> you haven't learned that yet, have you? No. So, okay, so I have never spent. I, I've been to San Francisco like like every tourist and gone to Chinatown and ridden the cable car. But like, is it? Are there like discernibly more gay people just around town in in San Francisco than than anywhere else, like say Phoenix or L.A. or you know? Oh, uh, I would say yes. Okay, I think we're in the capital. Of, you know, I, I actually just the other night watched a uh, uh, part of a, a movie about um, the Folsom Street Fair. Okay, and they literally block off like. You know, most of this street, it's on, it's on Folsom Street. They block off like six blocks of it and thousands of people show up. I mean, thousands. And it, you know, became a cultural event here in San Francisco. Um, but you know, we have, we have our, we have our neighborhoods. A couple blocks from here is a trans neighborhood. So you actually have a trans neighborhood. Yeah. Basically. Well, it's been. Named the you know trans destination or place of living for you know twenty years thirty years now. God, see, I've never been anywhere. I mean, like L.A., like West Hollywood is thought of as the gay. No, oh, it's know, not even close. Not even close. No. Yeah, they want they want to be the Castro district, where basically every other person you see walking down the sidewalk is sucking cock, <laughs> or taking it in the ass, yeah, or licking a snatch. You know, um, so like when you go to the trans neighborhood, it's like, are there a lot of trans people just walking at around? night? You know, they're out there hooking and uh, doing their oh, thing. There's like, there's like four corners, five corners, and there's actually a bronze plaque in in the in the street uh, recognizing this neighborhood as the wow. trans neighborhood. It's like the Walk of Fame. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, yeah, it's like the the stars in Hollywood. Yeah, you know? oh, right. Wow. <laughs> um, but. And then, you know, two, three miles away is the Castro district. Now that's, they, that's gay, right? That's gay. Yes. And there's a plaque in the, on the, uh, that signifies this is the gay neighborhood. 
<laughs> now, have you ever like been? Have you ever felt like discrimination because you're straight? Yes. Really? No, I swear like, you got, like an example of like sometime where well, I'm trying to think about it, but I bet there's been a time. You know, I went to a record shop up there uh, many many years ago, and he looked at me kind of weird. I'm like, I'm not gay. Why are you looking at me like that? And I'm, and they wouldn't say anything. They just kept. I thought I guess I was going to rob him or something. I don't know. Oh, like what's a straight guy doing in here? Yeah, what the fuck is this straight guy doing in the neighborhood? What the hell do you want? Wow. We need to call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gay call police. Call the, the cop from the village people comes and kicks you out of the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be fucking funny. <laughs> hey, so you, you're, I know you're a big football fan, and oh, yeah. but you haven't cut your cable yet. Well, you know, like the other day, there was one of the How games. How much do you spend a month on cable? I was spending almost 190 bucks a month. Yeah, I'm spending like 170 something a month. Well, I can fix that for you. Well, what what are you suggesting? I'm using a Roku. I guess that's how you, R-O-K-U, how would you say that? Roku. It's a device, right? Yeah, it's a little thing for your TV that you plug in, uh, you, know, you know, connect your high-speed connection. The only reason I could do it. Is Google Fiber came out with WebPass in my neighborhood and put actual device down in my basement. I actually helped make that happen. And like what do you pay? What do you pay for the Roku? Uh, the Roku, I pay nothing. Well, nothing. I like originally, that. I paid like you're not going to believe this. I paid like four bucks. Okay. Friend of mine, you know, one of those, you know, people. They do you have people down there that bring their stuff to a certain neighborhood at night and sell it? Uh, if they do, I'm not aware of it. I know you're I got one about. of those just a couple blocks from here. Okay. I became friends with one of the guys. Pretty cool, dude. Long story short, he he knows the things I like. So he if he doesn't see me, for, he'll keep putting what I want in a bag. And then he go, he'll call the stuff I save for you. And one of the times, he got me a Roku 4K, just a little bitty box. I had no 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 remote or anything like that. He goes, what do you, I asked him, what do you want for? He goes, I want three bucks. Oh, like, so I gave him five and took it home. Now, the chance of it working, 50-50. Uh, yeah. right. So I plugged it in, and it worked. I was like, well, now I can re- uh, order the remote. So I got more in the remote than I do the box itself. But recently, I was on um, what's it called? Uh, I was saying that. Um, like, how many channels do you get? Oh, I get more. Uh, Pinterest, uh, Pinterest dot com. Um, if you're not a member, go on over there and just type in Roku. Okay. And it tells you all these secrets and you know codes and stuff to hack your Roku. So I learned about all the channels I could get. So I get probably about 300 channels right now. Can you get HBO? Yes, you can. Really? But not for free. HBO costs. Okay. But I can get all your, you know, uh, broadcast stuff that used to be free out of there. Yeah. I get all of that. So basic basic cable is free. Yes, pretty much. But there's a couple other channels on there, like uh, like the Sling. Sling's got a free channel. There's a couple others out there that have live and free TVs. I'm literally probably over 400 channels here, and they all work just by the click of the mouse. Like, what do you watch a lot of? I bet I, you know how me and Jerry Springer 
we're, wow. we're, 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 we're buds back in the day. And yeah, I know. It's like, but and he died. It just, that sucked. Recently. Why are all my fucking friends dying, dude? I know. Well, people are dropping like stone. You know? I know, right? But he, you know, he, you know, he was a, if you guys don't know, Jerry Springer was a Cincinnati mayor until he got caught paying a hooker with a check. And the check bounced. Yes. I mean, what an what idiot. First, you know, he's got a paper trail and then it's a shitty paper trail. I mean, just like everybody yeah. knows. I mean, I'm, you know, I wouldn't know. He must have won not to be mayor. Exactly. He's like, well, how could I get, get, you know, Here's fired? my way out, right? Yeah. So I went to his turn. How the hell am I going to get out of this? You know, like, yeah, just go down a hooker and fifth and pick up a hooker and pay her with a check. <laughs> anyway, he, he, I, I watched a show of his way back in the day. Oh, yeah, actually, we all did. Uh, well, it's called Nosy. It's an app on the Roku box. And they have all, they have Steve Wilco, all the, all the, you know, those kind of shows. They're all on here. The, uh, and the shows where people throw chairs at each other. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was watching, I was watching, uh, Jerry the other night and he actually, Got this nine hundred guy, pound guy out of the house. Nine hundred pounds. Now God, there wasn't any throwing chairs or anything in this episode, no, no. but it was a season of him doing good things. Yeah, and I was like, "What? This? I, I, I was like, this is good and all, but I need some violence." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want your Jerry my violence, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, but. You know, like that. There's like, there's like, you know, ten people in there with all those shows on there forever, and yeah. you know, of, of that uh, that era talk show, and they're Boy, all on Bobich, this app. Montel, all that stuff. Yeah, no, no, Montel. Well, Montel might be on there. I, I've only found Jerry and Steve Wilco. Yeah, Montel wasn't as combative. Exactly. I mean, Steve yeah. Wilco and Jerry Springer, the, 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 you know, what's their a show? A show where you have a bouncer. I mean, that that tells yeah. you something. There are three of them. Yeah, big you know, dudes. But, uh, Steve Wilco was, he was like Jerry's bouncer, right? Yep, he sure was. Yeah. Um, way back in the day, that's where he got his, and so, and he got a talk show out of it. I mean, if really? Jerry likes you, he'll step up and help you out. Yeah, it's kind of like Oprah, kind of like this, spread the love around. Could you imagine a show that John Miller would host? Wow, that, I'd like, I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You can imagine the shit I invite on. <laughs> well, and also being in San Francisco, I mean, there'd be no end of freaks to. Yeah, I can fucking freak the place out, no doubt about it. Yeah. So, I literally cut off my cable. Got the the uh, I got I got a gigabit service up and down from Google, and I literally chopped almost two hundred dollars a month out of my budget. So with Roku, there is no monthly bill. No. Not unless you subscribe to, you know, like HBO or have to. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you if know. you do basic shit, it's it's just free. Well, you can get more than basic shit. Now, what about like ESPN for, you know, like sports? They got it. No shit for free. Yeah. See, that's I, good. If I can watch football, basketball, movies. Yeah. And, and you watch NASCAR. That's my, that was my Jeopardy. big. Thing. I know you're a big motor. Yeah. And NASCAR wasn't, you know, one of those things you can go watch on basic, you know, yeah. uh, Roku stuff. But recently, all the major networks have gotten their apps up now. And so you can watch basically on air, most any on air, you know, over air 
broadcast on this Roku plus more. You can you can hear you hear the fentanyl over those. Yeah, man, that's uh that that's my neighborhood, guys. That's where I live, downtown Hook and Crack, Hooker and Crack. Yeah. Are there any good looking hookers in your neighborhood? There's a couple last a couple nights ago. Looking out across the street, and there was a girl, and she was fucking smoking. Have you ever been tempted to, like, you know, try to ask for a price, ask for the price menu? (laughs) The price menu. I I won't pay. Okay. Simple as that. I don't want to turn out. Good for you. Yeah, I I don't pay for sex. I just. Also, if you started doing that, I mean, it'd just be a matter of time before you got arrested. And, you know. Yeah, and then all of a sudden your accountant's going, what are all these charges? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, boy, that's all a big mistake. I just wanted to, I just wanted to tell her uh, to come into my house and I could uh, give her a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, sandwich. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I, I bet you can get it from as low as twenty bucks. I don't know. You know, hookers prices haven't changed all that much over the years. You know, it's kind of like a staple of, of, <laughs> of the, the USA, but uh, the world. yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I today I was like, fuck, I hate this town. But then was, and the next breath was, God, I love this town. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, why, why didn't I live here earlier? The you know, town is okay. Like compared to Phoenix, how would you stack San Francisco? Oh, so much. Well, you know, I was back there. You know, back in the early 2000s. Yeah. You know, it's changed a lot. But I was there before it really became popular. Now it, I, now think, it, I think LA people have just littered Phoenix from what I've heard. Yeah, so Scottsdale has become this, you know, like the Silicon Valley of Arizona. Oh. And, and they got huge clubs and, you know, all that stuff going on. But Phoenix itself, Phoenix proper, still a slum. Really? Wow. <laughs> you know, but the outskirts of that, the, you know, the towns like Scottsdale have gone, you know, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And it, it's a different environment than than I than, than I was, you know. When when I was there, I could get up on on Fox TV and challenge, you know, the the uh, Toys for Tots. You know, I got a new radio station in town. I'm gonna cho- I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna you know I'll beat you toy for toy. You fucking loser, motherfucking you know. And they beeped it all the way through. I was like, fuck the Navy. I can beat you toy for toy. <laughs> on morning television, they would never let me on morning television around here. But over really? there, I was like, you know, I, I was a major media star, you know. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I don't think they let me do that now. <laughs> I don't think I could get away with well, it. Well, ever since might... uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio rode you out of town on a rail, yeah, he'd be he'd be in the audience with it with with his posse getting ready to arrest me. You know, take me to jail. He's still alive, isn't he? I think so. Here, I'm going to Google. I'm going to Google Joe Arpaio right now. Yeah, there you go. I bet he's still alive. Uh, he's got to be way. He's got to be like ninety or something. I, 80s at least. Late eighties. He's old as fuck. Ninety-one years old. Eighty-one. Wow. Not ninety-one. Ninety-one. And he got, they got a picture of him. And he's got that pissed off. He's always. He always looks. Vaguely he's always had that look. Like what the hell are you looking at? He's like your grandfather getting ready to beat you with a switch. <laughs> you know what I mean? He fucking can't. Oh, you know, okay. His wife, Ava Lamb, he was married in nineteen fifty eight. She passed away in two thousand twenty one. So 
God, that's a Probably long had enough at that time. I got to fucking die. <laughs> yeah, this guy, I mean, he's, oh he's never going to die. Uh, yeah, I've noticed though, like, you know, I was watching uh, football the other day and there, there was, they, they kept cutting to Michael Jordan in the skybox with some yeah. other. And I thought, I realized like your generation, my generation is no longer the relevant generation. No. You know what I mean? Like Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran and all these rap people. Yep. Like, you know, that's the new like era. Exactly. Like Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Oprah. Young people don't know who these people even are. I know, right? Share. Like, who the hell is Share? You know? <laughs> Isn't that weird? But I was just watching on Channel 2 because, you know, they can't play local commercials. They have, you know, flashbacks. They had the flashback of Sonny and Cher walking down this corridor in Hollywood after the divorce, which was fucking big flame out. Yeah. <laughs> and they asked him, they asked Sonny, is there any requisition, uh, rec- uh, anything uh, you two are going to get back together? And he's like, not in my eyes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no fucking way. <laughs> and then she hooked up with Greg Allman. Yeah. And last yeah. I heard, her her son, from the you know Greg Greg Allman's son, is forty seven years old. She's trying to get a conservatorship, like like he can't you know he can't wipe his own ass and you know walk and talk and chew gum. I know nothing about him, but I'm guessing drugs are probably involved. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, you know, I should be one of those people. I'm done. Yeah, Both you should are- get a conservatorship. You should have like Britney Spears' dad, you know, paying your rent. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Oh, my God. I'll be like your witness in court. I'll be like, yeah, John cannot, he cannot function on his own. He, he needs uh, myself. a sugar daddy I, I, or a I sugar actually, mommy. I, I, we're coming up on the end of the record here, but okay. I watched a Ron White, uh, one of these Ron White promotional videos on, um, I forget which app it was, but and he looks old now because you know Ron White's guy being in his seventies. Okay, I'm gonna Google Ron White. And and literally he like, you know how you used to be able to stop from shitting yourself? He's like, when you get my age, your brain still thinks about the flap down there, but it's already happened if you're thinking about it. He's like seven years old. Yeah, he's like, there's no at my and he shit himself at this comedy thing. He's like, dude, I didn't shit myself. <laughs> he was on stage, I guess. Pretty fucking funny. Um, but um, was he saying he, that he was actually pooping at that time? Yeah. Well, he was like, you know, when you know you need to, you know you need to go and go to the bathroom because you're going to you know have diarrhea. He goes and, and you're holding it. He's like you hold it until you, and you hold it as long as you can. And then all of a sudden, your brain tells you to shit yourself. You already did like 10 seconds ago. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Anyway, we got uh, today we have Jay Hewitt, very funny comedian and teacher out of L.A. And then we got uh, a special guest. We actually met because of an ad that uh, Paul McSween put up. And when we hit Scottsdale... It's like we need a voiceover guy for the longest running webcast, and th- he was this person was the only one that, to respond. Turned out he does he does like three hundred voices. He's one of the biggest voiceover people in the world. Jonathan Abel will be on the program. 
Jonathan. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've only he used to come to my events in Scottsdale. He loved them. And one of the, day, the other day, I'm like, "Why am I still doing this?" He goes, "You're fucking good at it, dude. That's why I hung out." Now you are. And the first night we met, he bought the beer and hung out for about eight hours. Me and me and Paul were just laughing our ass off, and it's just all around good dude. How cool was that? Yeah, no doubt about it. But uh, anyway, I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And we'll be right back here in a few on the JMP. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, this is Bob Dole. When I'm not taking Viagra and promoting Woody's, I'm watching the John Miller program. It's hard enough. Hello, my name is Fictitia. I'm a robot from the future. When I travel back to this century, I love to listen to the John Miller program. It is my favorite show to masturbate to. John Miller's voice voices like a sound burst of orgasmic energy that makes every molecule in my metal vagina quiver with joy, including my clitoris, which is made out of a socket wrench and a Slim Jim. Sometimes when I feel like being a bad robot girl, I look at the poster from Ben Feldman's Laughogy and shock my asshole with jumper cables. Because of the John Miller program, the 21st century is my favorite century to visit, except for the 24th century, when there are no more black people. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. It's the John Miller program, live from San Francisco. I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And uh, here we are in the second part of the JMP we used to do this live, and I had it all automated, and it just record itself and post itself. Got to get another radio. Well, I do have an, uh, access to another radio station. Uh, you can find us, of course, on Renegade Talk Radio, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, thank you, Richie, uh, for putting up on my shit. And I, I'm basically the admin of the website, and people, are, he's like, these people are complaining. They're like, and I'm like, you know what? If they're not paying, fuck them. <laughs> Good, anyway, good uh, uh, Jay Hewitt, uh, you here? I am in the house. In the head, hey, you know, Phil is in Atlanta. I'm in San Francisco. Where are you at? I am in uh, Redondo Condo Beach. Oh, nice, man. nice. I, I, I lived on the Strand down there, literally uh, uh, like three doors down on the right. Uh, on the strand, um, you know the what's the main road that goes into the strand? Um, God, I can't think of the, that street. But I would let if you come to the end of that and you take, you know, when you go onto the beat on this, you know, the walk, you take a right. And I was on the third. I was at the third uh, waterfront, lower level condo. Oh yeah, I know. I've seen you. I've been looking in your window, man. Uh, no, I used to be, but uh, yeah, you know. Uh, that was nineteen eighty four. Oh wow, you were you were back there in the heyday, man. Yeah, That's, it was. Uh, I went. I worked for the Olympics at that time. Oh wow! Time. And I was an escape prisoner for from Ukiah uh, Ukiah uh, 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 jail. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, me and John uh, once swam from Alcatraz back to the. Yeah, where where did you uh, where did you spend your formative years? Formative, man. I actually grew up in Arizona, in a little town, in a little place, in a little city called Tucson, right next to the oh yeah, yeah Mexican border. I was I was really close to me. We had 
basically Latino neighbors, except for one guy next door who was actually Irish Mexican. Wow. His, yeah, his name was Carlos Murphy. Wow. Every day that guy would knock on our door and go, hi, top of the manana to you, me little pendejo. So <laughs> that's where I learned my Spanish. Grew up there. There's uh, all kinds of there was all kinds of open mics and stuff. And then uh, I got a shot at being on the Young Riders. Remember that with Josh Brolin? Yes. Yeah, and I did two or three episodes, and I said, "Man, L.A. is the place you got to be." Oh yeah. So, so I packed up the truck and I moved to uh, Beverly. Well, actually, Hermosa. Actually, like what what year did you move to L.A.? Ninety. Oh wow! So you've been out there for a minute. Yeah, I'm actually almost uh, you know a card carrying Californian now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Definitely. you know, but you know, we don't really like foreigners. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I went out to Arizona for a, for a little bit and uh, loved that place. It was cool. Yeah. I, I had a great yeah. time. Until Sheriff Joe yeah. go back to where I came from. Yeah, these when we used to come out for us uh, back back in the day for spring oh. break, they used to call us Zonies. Californians, San Diegans, and Californians called us Zonies. I don't think it was flattering, but like kind of like Okies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bastards. Like a, we were pejorative. Oh yeah, man. It was, yeah, we, and you know, we were poor, man. We, our first car, there were no seatbelts. It was that my mother, you know, the whole thing with the arm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Really poor to be like, bam, bam. By about the third, <laughs> third light. I'm like, God damn it, mom. Just let me go through the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> let me hit that steel dash. <laughs> yeah. Really poor. No TV, the antenna, the coat hanger for an antenna, all that shit, you know, good yeah, times though. Yeah. Right. Good times, man. Simpler times, you know. Well, and they created resiliency that people today might not have. Yeah, and we were, um, like you said, we, you know, people. There was the slip and slide that was high tech for us, you know. Yeah. Twenty five <laughs> feet of plastic, you wet down with a hose. Remember the kid who went over to the sprinkler head, took his nipple off. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> so I got a. They they sewed a piece of pepperoni right now. It looks like shit, but boy, you lick my nipple, John. It tastes great. <laughs> that's uh, what i'm talking about hey we didn't have slip and slide in that time we had nothing we we had a ball of uh, <laughs> apple and a stick i mean truly yeah. we where i grew up in redwood valley california we got Ooh. three and a quarter channels depending on where the neighbor's tree was when the wind was blowing <laughs> uh yeah. swear to god yeah we would uh we would actually just cut up um you know old trash bags that was our slip and slide that's that's poor, man. There was yeah, and there was no YouTube either. You know, if you wanted to watch a monkey pee in his mouth, you actually had to go to the zoo. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, and this this generation, me, you, and Phil, man, we were um, don't love me. We were conditioned. We were conditioned. <laughs> I I know you're an old fart. We were conditioned to survive pandemics, right? I mean, you think oh, yes. about it. Oh yeah. My mom, my mom painted my crib with lead paint. <laughs> While she was pregnant, smoking a cigarette, Fuck yeah. drinking a beer, and nothing happened to me except for that droopy eye. <laughs> yeah, we secondhand so smoke was everywhere. That was me. Oh trying, I tried to die a couple, you know, well, ten years ago next week, but uh, <laughs> I did. I had multiple strokes. It, oh no, up. really? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I was, I was laughing at you, but but no, it. I can laugh at it now because I'm, you know, I. I but Phil and I were lie. talking about it. It's like, I tried really hard to die. 
And yeah, you know, be, the, the old days on the stages, man, when the smoke would just – you remember the airlines, man? One seat yeah. was the yes. difference between smoking and non-smoke. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just fucking fire up. We don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember the- we were um, – I mean, we were tougher, though. I mean, we would ride bikes without helmets. Remember those days? Yes, yeah. yes. In, in, in fact, if you wore a helmet, you were special. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, there was no helmet <laughs> option. Yeah, you were on the short bus, dude. So no one wore helmets. What, 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 what year were you, what year were you, you on the short day? bus? I, I'm, a, I'm a 60s baby, but yeah, I, I won't too. go any. I, yeah, I won't, we, don't, uh, we don't need to be specific. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I a 61. Which one, what, what year were you? I'm si- I was 61. That's good, man. I, uh, I'm i still acting. I had an active agent. I'm on the IMDb and all that yeah, shit. So he's 29 years old, John. Let's not mess yeah. up his career. <laughs> nah, he's in yeah. L.A. He's, he's a very I'm, young man. Yeah, I look like I, I'm I'm actually yeah, 49 or 39 Jack Benny's age, but I you know I look pretty much over 80s. It's, <laughs> it's hard to fool him, yeah. So, that's man, that's it. I grew up there, and I'm hanging out. I'm doing acting now. I, I taught school for a while. I'm back full time actor and comic now, so That's I'm in uh, living the hell out life. Like, what kind of stuff are you auditioning for? Um, you mean what? what so the well, movies we're getting for that matter. Hey, I mean. Just so you know, Jay, Bill was in L.A. for what twenty years trying to get yeah. something. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It like, and that's it. You know, for me to get stage time here is just it's. It's here and there, but yeah. you know, I can go down to Orange County and I'm a god. I can go out of state and I get booked. Um, you know, it's just fighting for for crumbs around here. But uh, yeah. the independent movie scene, I've been really fortunate. I hooked in with a production company and they they use me a lot for just character acting. If you if you look me up on the IMDb, you'll see just since twenty about twenty one, I've done about six independent films right. and. Um, yeah, they're not they're not high budget things, but um, they've been great in terms of ex- exposure and getting oh, yeah. me other roles and, and commercial stuff. So, yeah, I can't complain. So I'm enjoying that. A working actor. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's less than one percent of us make a living at it. Probably as Phil and both of you know. But if you can just, you know, just keep chipping away at some of these character acting parts, I, I pretty much enjoy those more anyway. Yeah. So right now I'm on I'm on a in a movie called uh, Night Cops and it's you can you can actually rent it on Prime and I play a captain a detective grumpy grouchy detective captain guy yelling at people all the time and uh, that's on Prime and um, I got another one coming out called Boiling Point where I play an undercover CIA agent it's all kinds of stuff so I I, I I've been very fortunate to hook in with this this group and once they figure out that you're professional you show up on time you do what you say you're going to do you know your lines you yeah. don't hold them up that sort of thing there's a lot to be said because you know it, it's it's really a small town after all and so they pass my name around to other producers and other writers and uh, i get i get zoom auditions and i you know they like what they see so i get some small parts so That's so great. far it's been working out yeah I mean, nobody works like, you know, like character actors. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, the, that's the bomb. You know, I just, I recently worked with Mary Kennedy at a show down in Orange County and she's, uh, she's the new Fiona. God, God, I forget what the series is, but, um, uh, 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 shameless, shameless. That's it. Love that show. 
yeah, she's she's very funny and she's um same thing as me, you know, like a character actor and uh she got that part and it, you know cuz you never know, and probably we're about the same ages and you just never know when that that part, you know, is going to come yeah. and then launch. You never know when you hear this. Yeah. What? Yeah. Come on in, Jay. I'm in. Yeah, but uh yeah, that I've been a couple of little small things over the years, but you know, it's, I had never, sh- I never signed the big dollar contract of over a hundred K yet. You know what no, I mean? Me either. <laughs> That's you know, two of us. I, I'm holding my breath. Phil Phil's probably almost dead over there holding his breath. Well, you're a radio <laughs> guy, John, you know, you're like, you know, Mr. Radio. But you know, I've had, I've had some things happen in my life, which are cool. But most people look at me and they, you know, like recently one of my co-hosts, you and I were talking about this the other night. You know, I was trying to tell her the truth on what's going on and the truth hurts. But I figure she could handle it, you know. Well, what like, were you yeah. telling her? Did it involve her weight? No, I was telling her about how her <laughs> podcast downloads are compared, oh. compared to me. Right. Oh. And, you, know, and, you know, Phil and I just talked about this and we are and you said that you think she thinks that she's in competition with you well i'm not in competition with anybody i'm in competition with myself you know there you, and, go. you know i want to get enough download you know plays and downloads to, to be a joe rogan or something like that you know right. i want to i want to be able to you know eventually before i die you know get that hundred thousand dollar k uh you know job for my podcast and it'll happen eventually. I think I'm getting there. You know, Good. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I was the first to broadcast on the internet over about 40 years ago. So, oh, wow. you know, I've been in this business a long time. I remember what? when I first did the podcast with you, yeah. John, I did not know what that, I think it was like called a webcast. I was like, what's that? I didn't <laughs> even know what it was, you know? Hey, Jay, how did we hook up? Was that your pirate radio thing or? Oh, pirate cat radio. Yeah, that was. I think that's how far we go back. Well, that's quite a ways back. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't know that I was the engineer for Pirate Cat Radio, um, biggest pirate station in the world. We broadcast uh, L.A., Berlin, Germany, and here for ten years. Wow, yeah. that's. You know, I some of my first radio experience was. Uh, I don't know if Phil's ever had this experience, but a producer contacted me and and he was actually out of LA and he said can you play some parts uh, you know it was pre-zoom and all that so you would you would call a number at in LA it was like at 5 30 in the morning some ungodly time and you would actually be one of the call in you would be a plant you'd be one of the oh, you'd be one be of the fun. yeah you call in you'd be one of the plants for like I remember I was on man cow and um man cow rocked yeah, and then also, um, I think Howard Stern. I did a couple Sterns too. Wow. So they would have some sort of premise. I remember one of the man cow premises was, you know, one of these guys saw me driving in my car, and my kid was in the front seat, and he's a toddler, and he wasn't in a car seat, uh-huh. you know. And so all these people are calling up, slamming me, and, and I actually, pre- <laughs> I, I I prepared for. They don't call you by your real name, of course, and in fact. The station doesn't even really know who you are. It was routed through another number that's for right. your safety, I guess. But you know, you make <laughs> you make like a hundred bucks a pop. 
And then, you know, I did my my research and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that statistically kids have a better chance if they're not in a seatbelt because they won't choke or you know, blah, blah, blah. And the guy called me back and he said, hey, you were too good. Let's tone it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try, try to be a dullard. <laughs> yeah, dumb it down, buddy. Yeah, wow. that, you know, I... I've done some really fucking funny shit. I mean, one, 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 this before we knew each other, I was in, uh, Scottsdale for five years and oh, wow. I was subbing for the, uh, a, a Friday night show that, you know, started at, you know, four in the afternoon and go to, you know, 10. And I and the boss, he, he's like, dude, I, I, we don't have a delay. You can't, I, I just, I can't risk it. I'm like, dude, I won't do anything wrong. Promise. <laughs> sure. And this is back in the day of AOL. And, yeah. and I actually had an AOL sales girl call me on the studio line. I looked at, <laughs> I looked at my buddy across from me in a comic. I was like, just roll with it. <laughs> and literally, we kept that lady on the phone for eight minutes. <laughs> And I was teaching about what, how her software was. It was fucking hilarious. Meanwhile, my buddy's <laughs> in the background, like like he's a tied up, you know, it's the S and M thing going on. Are you me? The good old days, man. Oh man, if and 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 meanwhile, the owner of the station is driving down one hundred and one South in, in Scottsdale about wrecks his car because. He's like, holy crap, John's loose, and I, I, we got a problem here. But uh, one of the most played clips ever uh, via the website back in the day was that clip. Over a hundred thousand listens. It was wow. It was, it, it, it was hilarious. And uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix area. I worked. It was that was my problem in the. I don't know. I want to say mid. That's probably going to date myself too, but. Late 80s when I started, and comedy anyway, I, it was on campus, like Funniest Man on Campus. And then so I thought at the big road trip, I got booked into a club in Phoenix, the big city. And um, it was uh, called <laughs> Finny Bones. Finny Bones. And it was inside of a inside of a Days Inn hotel. And the <laughs> no, first... You made it when you're inside the Days Inn. Oh, oh I, I had made it, man. I had a room in the Days Inn. And I just take the elevator down to the show. I thought I was the man. So just a <laughs> lowly feature, you know, but, uh, and a guy stopped in to, uh, do, so it was a guy that was like a prop guy for Denny something, Denny Johnson, I think. And he, he, but he only had 35 minutes. So the feature had to cover the rest, rest of the time. So I actually was doing like a headline set and I didn't have a headline set, but I made do. And yeah. a guy came in to do a guest. So they'd fill it in some of it with the guest set. So who stops in George Lopez, oh you know, before he was, yeah, before he was George Lopez. And he was like, I did this, I do this Kung Fu improv thing, you know, with the crowd. And he goes, Oh my God, that would kill in San Francisco. You got to come up. And he gave me, he gave me some numbers and stuff. And then I, you know, I just, I lost track of him, but uh, I, I ended up eventually doing Cobbs there. And, um, and enjoyed that a lot and then got a re, the same guy owned sack sack glass and now it's interesting man you guys maybe phil could comment on it too but just kind of the you know what have you done for me lately in terms of credits and then ageism and you know who's the next up and coming dude and whatnot yeah. and it gets harder and harder to book some of these places you know 
I don't even like when, when I hear a young, com- you know, the, the people are hot now, the names don't even ring a bell, you know? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sure, I'm sure they're funny, but I mean, it's just like it used to be you kind of felt plugged in, but and well, after here's, a certain, you know, here's the goes. other, here's the other trend I'm running into in the, in the South, there's a string of clubs. Um, I guess they shall remain nameless, but, um, you know, I feature for them occasionally and headline for them, uh, occasionally. They're they're like a ten or twelve club chain, so you know you like being in with them, even if you're not headlining every time. You can fill yeah. in, you know, by volume. So, um, well, you know, most other places I headline, but I called this guy and he says, eh, because I, you know, I have a, um, I have a, I have a uh, influencer coming in, a, you know, a um, Instagram star. Yeah. And I, what? I said, are what? Is yeah. She funny? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I know. Is she funny or so? I go, I don't care who I open for. She goes, no, 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 you don't understand. (laughs) You're funny. They'll bring their own, their own person so that that person doesn't, you know, show them up. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, does it work for you guys? They go, we don't give a shit. They packed the They packed the room. And that's just, I'm like, Oh my God. So on top of all that, now you're competing with people that, that aren't funny, but you know, can fill the room. So yeah, they got like a million followers on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. It's so fucking bullshit. I don't miss like packing, you know, getting my little VHS tape in my little folder and then sending it out. (laughs) Right. Now it's an MP4. Can you send me an MP4? Well, yeah. Now they just look at you on YouTube. And if they, if you don't have enough views, they're like, yeah, no thanks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and who's the guy that, the guy that started the, I mean, it's actually, actually, he was, what was his name? Oh, God. Young well, guys. Dane Cook got like famous, like on yeah, yeah. that's it. Dane, Dane Cook. Cook. And yeah, he was the that, first guy to like utilize you know social media to get and famous. he utilized that motherfucker. Oh, he 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 worked it. It worked for him. You know. You know what? You know the the, the key was is actually his sister that clued him into that, and was doing all his posts and everything. And before he knew it, he was huge. And so they were asking him to headline, but before he was ready. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. And so that's where that's where other I think other comics and other you know professionals would get upset when they listen to his act because he gets standing ovations from these thirteen year olds who just yeah. seen him on on um, MySpace that was it MySpace you know so um, yeah but it's it's on the flip side I don't know if you've been you know doing any theatrical auditions a lot of them are by Zoom I just went for yeah. my first. Right before Christmas, I went for my first in-person audition in like two years, and I was ecstatic because <laughs> <laughs> because you can ask you can ask even though it's just the the guy behind the camera, you can ask them for directions. Right? Exactly. What do you want? Yeah, he he, go, he and he'll give you. It was for a Nissan. It was a I didn't get it, but the guy was like, "Oh my God, you're hilarious!" And I I said thanks, and I still didn't get the job, but at least I could ask him. Yeah. You know, is this the right direction? Because he's been watching all these people all day. Yeah. Now, other people will argue that, well, you don't have to submit anything that you don't like. So you can do as many takes as you want. I go, yeah, but that might be true. But, you know, I, you know, maybe I'm making the wrong choices. I don't get a second chance. I don't get direction. Yeah, I you're flying. You're totally flying blind doing a yeah. self-tape. Yeah. yeah. So I guess there's like two no sides chance. to that. Right. So um, I'm ecstatic. I hope they're getting back to more of those. But producers like them because obviously cast, you know, public relations and marketing firms love them because they can handle three or four clients at a time. Yeah. And they they just they can just open up Zoom windows and, you know, 
each My production God. assistant will take one of them, um, and, and they don't have to they don't have to rent multiple studio spaces, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so yeah. no, it's perfect for them. New new game, pros and cons, man. I got to up that game, you know. Yeah, at this point, you basically need to have a public relations person. I think I think you you're right, and um, somebody to work your social media all day long. Like a wife or a girlfriend or your sister or somebody that, you know. I mean, I, I've got on my Facebook, I, I've got, you know, uh, 10,000 followers. But, and that, uh, yeah, I, I, I get texts, you know, posts from people I don't even know. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, how'd you find out about me? And they'll, they'll say, you know, hey, we heard you here or we heard you there and know my history. It's fucking weird. You know, yes, I, it's to I also do ham radio as a, as a hobby. And hell right. I've had people from the ham radio go, man, you're funny. I'm like, why aren't you that way on ham radio? Because I'll, I'll get a fun. Well, <laughs> yeah, two different two different animals. And I think and people are flipping back now. The TikTok algorithm is so hard to crack, you know, to get past, to get it to go even, not even, not even viral, but just to get, you know, seen by people outside your circle, but well, um, exactly. people, when your people circle put, is it in between that ten and twenty thousand realm, you're in a no yeah. man's land. Yeah, I think I think people are flipping back somewhat to YouTube and and then just trying to get get their peeps to follow them there so they can quote monetize, you know, yeah. so they can yeah. sell their shirts and shit and put up longer videos and all that stuff. But, but uh, yeah, it's a, definitely a new game from the day when you 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 hawk that VHS and send that out in the mail and got stamp. <laughs> That's kind of my fault, Jay. I'm sorry, but you know, yeah, you started the all this broadcast on the internet, so I'm one right. of those people. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, you know, it's uh, I created a good thing. In your case, you're uh, in your case, you're talented, John. That's 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 worth its weight in gold, my friend. Yeah, well, it, it is what it is. You know, I started as a ha- as a pirate ham radio operator back in the day in the early seventies, and love that stuff. I used to fuck with truckers and just <laughs> and get these people like you could tell they were bouncing around their cab wanting to kick your ass, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. and when that when that happened, I, fuck that's hey, look at who I got in your head. How about that? You know? Yeah, um, I used to I used to love that. I remember smoking the Bandit. <laughs> yep, sure do. Come back, come back, big trucker. What was um, her name? Um, uh, the girl. Uh, God, what was her name? Sally Field. Yeah, Sally, Sally Field. Field. Oh Burt Reynolds. So I, they filmed. They actually filmed Cannonball Run in Tucson, and I was a cameraman for the local cable affiliate, uh, which had a public access. You know the rules for that, yeah, right, yeah. John? For they had a public access um, requirement, but they also did local origination. So we were in charge of doing that. We did a behind the scenes for Cannonball Run. Wow, I'll never forget. that'd be a good time. Yeah, and I was interviewing, you know, all kinds of folks through that. Oh, like um, Don Eloise and yep, Michael. Mac, not Michael. Michael Landon wasn't in that, but he had a tennis tournament there. Michael Landon, and then Sally Field, as you mentioned, uh, Mel Tillis. Um, yeah, a bunch of guys. Who was the dude that was uh, Tony Danza? bunches of people and i was just a little production assistant um sean young do you remember her yeah oh gosh she was smoking hot yeah and she she she, she was she a, got a little runner, wasn't she yes yeah yes she got hey. a little 
got a little nutty toward the end. So she did yeah, this I think movie. She got a lot nutty. I think you're being, you're yeah. being, you're generous. Nice. Yeah. So she did this movie called Flight of the Apache. I'd have to look it up on the IMDb to see. They changed the name of it. But she was in it with, um, uh, who's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew? Why do I remember that? Not Nick Cage. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And wow. so she was, we interviewed Nick Cage. Nice guy. Took as much time as we wanted. I was, I was throwing the questions from behind the camera because it was, uh, we were like just a stringer for entertainment tonight. Like, so, like TMZ. Yeah. And so, yeah, behind the big beta cam with that, you know, hundred pound deck and pack and all that. <laughs> so, yeah. So Sean Young, we're going to interview her and she gets the idea. Well, let's, let's, let's do this from my trailer. And we're like, eh. Cool. A lot of natural light out here, but, you know, whatever. She said, oh, no, 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 we don't want you in the trailer. You just shoot through the window. <laughs> like, okay, what whatever. the fuck? <laughs> I know. So they open the window on this trailer. We have to get up on these, you know, like soapbox deals. And um, so we're sitting there, and uh, Frank doesn't roll. He's not rolling tape yet. And so all of a sudden she runs buck naked from whatever, the hallway or whatever, jumps into the bed. Wow. Jumps under the, yeah, and we're like, I'm looking at Frank. Like, Did you see that? He goes, uh huh. And wow. so then we they, they didn't record yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. Damn. So you're, so, you're like inches away from a naked movie star. <laughs> and so we asked the questions and stuff, and they were just kind of like, I don't even know that Entertainment Tonight used that. They were just so <laughs> off the wall, you know, but she was under the covers. We knew she was naked. Another, another celebrity. Uh, hey, um, Jay, we're kind of against it. Um, so, yeah, uh, no worries. I, I want to know where you're going to be, your website address, your, you know, everything you got to know, your AMDB. I need some, I need some info. Yeah. So the, um, jhewlett.com. And, uh, that's, that's my website that has all the press kit booking information and, uh, credits. There's some funny shit on there. And then, um, real Jay Hewlett is all my, all my social media handles. So IMDB me, I have a, I have a, um, a vanity URL. It's just IMDB me, Jay Hewlett. So you can look up my credits on that. And there's three movies coming out in 24. Um, yeah. So those are independent movies. Watch those. They'll be on either prime or Tubi. And then, um, in terms of. And that Tubi, shows, Tubi is on Roku. It's an okay, app. very good. I didn't even know. Yeah, there you go. And then, yeah, and then um, I'm going to be at the Burning Bridge Brewery in San Dimas in the uh, February 9th. So that show oh, wow. starts at eight, and that's that's the next stand-up bit. But um, yeah, so yeah, thanks for uh, promoting all that for me. Hey Jay, you know it's always fun to see where people back in the day have gone today. You know, <laughs> since I've had you. A lot of you people on for you know over twenty years, and yeah, uh, it's always it's always good to catch up. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, uh, let's let's not let's not wait fifteen years again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jay, I'd like to thank you very much. My pleasure. Hey, thank Phil, you, you in there, Jay? And there yeah, nice to meet you too, Phil. Great meeting you, and knock him down. And congratulations, three movies coming up. That's nice. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good, yeah. good luck, Jay, and we'll be chatting soon. I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrying. And that was Jay Hewitt. Thank you, and we'll be back here in a few. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Mmm. Ha ha. 
John will be right back. Ha With the longest running, continually running webcast in the history of entertainment as we know it. Ha What do you expect that? So now, if you have been following this, you will know that John Miller has been found. But he has been found. I think he was turned in. You know what I'm saying? I had uh, I had an uncle who was turned in. He was uh, he was my uncle twice removed, as a matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Listen to us out there. <laughs> this is your John Miller program for crying out loud. Listen to us. I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And we're back at it again. Our guest, of course, is Jonathan Abel. Jonathan, are you there? I am definitely here. Well, not all here. Hey, <laughs> hey I've known you for over 20 years. And when I moved to Scottsdale, Paul McSween, rest his soul, he was like, yeah, we're going to do a Craigslist ad and find you a voiceover guy. Oh, you know, we could almost go. And you are the only one to respond. <laughs> I love you, man. This is how much more fun could you have? You, uh, you know, I remember that first night we hung out for about eight hours. You bought the beer. And, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I should buy something here. He's like, no, 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 you know that. <laughs> and Paul and I and you, uh, we fucking got drunk as fuck and recorded some stuff that I've used for years. And, you we know, crazy. basically you're the official voiceover guy for the John Miller program and have been for over 20 years. You know, uh, do you remember, of course you do remember the name of your studio on the air? Uh, kid. Oh, uh, studio, studio to be. Yeah. To, yeah studio to be. The B or not the B. <laughs> Amen. And uh, yeah, hilarious shit, right? Oh, we had too much fun for our own good. It hurt. Yeah, you, you got to say some stuff that you never got you got to say anywhere else, that's for sure. And yeah. All, I, I, I still can't, I you know, I'm like, I've met this really cool dude from Craigslist. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's where we actually uh, met. You were... You said something crazy about uh, something, and I showed up with beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a good way to show up. Isn't it? Yeah. That it works every st- time. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we, I was at Scott, in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we had that, that studio packed into that little closet. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And you were the first person I ever heard of that, that took advantage of green screen. Or I think it was yeah. maybe blue screen back then. You were there for the Natalie Paul event, weren't you? I uh, probably yes, yes. If yeah. you remember, we we uh, went a uh, green screen and put the uh, shaded the the color bars for off the air, and it was Natalie Paul in the background acting like she's fucking taking her shirt off, and people it just drove <laughs> people wild. Remember? Oh man! Yeah, yeah we were playing porn music and the whole bit. <laughs> I love that aided recall. You know? Oh my God! I remember good <laughs> times for sure. So wow! And I, I know you. You've been in a lot of different like uh, country. Uh, you know, like cowboy shit, right? 
Well, you know, on your show for a long time, um, I was a, 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 a harmonica playing broken down black man, a, <laughs> a musician. He was great. I'll, I'll, put one, I'll put one in the edit this this week. You'll be. Okay. We'll put you uh, right after this. Well, right after this. Um, all right, and and then we'll, you know, myself and Phil, we're, we're going to wrap it up, but in another the fourth uh, fourth part. But you're here now, Jonathan. So let's back. Yeah, you. That was God. What was the name of him? What was his name? I can't remember. The Coyote. Yeah, the, the Coyote speaks. Now yeah. this here. Uh, what what did he sound here. like? Coyote speaking. Now when I say Coyote speaking. You see, my last name is speaking. So when I <laughs> when I say, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I remember that. That was, and then play a little uh, harmonica. Where the hell's my harmonica? No, what's not? <laughs> yeah, you're all right. I'll make sure to play one with the harmonica. In it. I got all of those still. <laughs> Wonderful. And that's stuff that I put into the edit of this podcast. You can find on RenegadeTalkRadio.com. That's right. That's now, like, what are, like, what are some of your favorite voices to do, Jonathan? You know, I, I had a, a career in which um, I had an agent, and uh, she said, when anybody phoned up and said, do you got anybody that does, say, John, uh, Sean Connery? Uh-huh. She would say, yeah, John does that. And so she'd call me up and say, do you do, do, do Sean Connery? <laughs> and I would say, no, but Tell him, tell him I'm going to audition tomorrow. Wow. And then I'd go out and rent a bunch of movies. Yeah. And I so would. In other words, you could, you could like, you could eyeball it and ear and ear it and do it quickly. Hello? Yeah. This hello? John Connery. Oh, <laughs> shit. Not stirred. No, is it stirred? Not, well, whatever. And you know, I uh, I did sixty two different celebrities, wow, uh, and and twenty one different uh, dialects like uh, Boston, Texas, Frenchman, yeah. Italian, uh, a father and son from Boston in a rowboat. Well, that like, kind how of how does that go? <laughs> Could you give us like a, a couple of seconds of that? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just broke a sweat thinking, oh, I got to do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get a long time. You're like, I wonder if I could still do that. I, every once in a while, uh, I just redo some voices uh, just to, to uh, kind of reminisce. Uh-huh. It's like bizarre. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. Like who? Who was like your influences when you were growing up? Well, not Jimmy Store. Uh, 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 well, uh, I, I, I never understood what it was trying to say. Uh, you know, yeah, and you know, uh, but whoever, uh, I, I, when I was a kid uh, on TV, you, I'm 67, so I got nothing but 40s uh, movies, yeah, like Bogart and and, and oh, Cagney. Peter, and- yeah, Peter Laurie and Yes. Uh, yeah, those are names that today would they know they have no idea about that that you know like 60% of America doesn't know who Oprah is anymore. 
Yeah, well, it reminds me of my days in the Sierra Madres. I was leaning up against a windfall. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, God, yeah. that that brings back some memories. It really does hanging out with you. It was a good time. Uh, it was it was a treasured day. And the other day, I was kind of down. I called you up. I'm like, why well, I keep on doing this podcast? And 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 you said it's because you're good at it. And well. It, it made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. You know, it's like I got a true supporter here. Absolutely. Who the heck do you know that could bring this off? Come on. Come on. You're going to have to tune in else. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, Joe Dunn was doing a podcast before Joe Rogan knew what, what a podcast was. Yeah, Joe Rogan was a kid. Oh, yeah, he was a baby. Nobody- even thought of Joe Rogan. But I was already on the air for 50. I'd already been doing shit on the internet for 15, 20 years by then. Yeah. Well, maybe, really? maybe, maybe, maybe 15 because he's been on there a long time now. But yeah. Was, yeah. was there ever like a voice you had a hard time getting, getting a handle on, Jonathan? <sighs> you know, it took a while. Yeah. To master. Yeah. Uh, any political voice that I don't like. I cannot, I cannot hear them. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very strange, uh, but so your mind is kind of selective about who it who it will accept. I it I guess it is. Yeah, I you know you just I I also try to uh, I try to impersonate somebody who has a style, who has a footprint, who yeah. has a uh, a template. And very few presidents have it. Nick Nixon had a template. Oh, I I love to do Nixon. Could you um, give us a, a couple of bars of Dick Nixon? Well, just remember, I'm not a cook. I'm not a cook. <laughs> okay, I'm not a crook. Sweet. I'm a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what too. would he say? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I remember is seeing him on TV with with both hands up, but saying a piece, you know, waving peace. And I'm not a crook. That's the only one. I think that's the only, <laughs> that's the probably most uh, uh, that's the most memorable. And you know what? Now I saw some kind of a poll. He is the most popular president in history. God, more people, more people voted for Nixon than anybody before or since. Is that I, right? Yeah, I guess it was percentage and stuff. But uh, yeah, well, I think in '72 when he beat McGovern, it was a massive landslide. And of course, uh, we had uh, John F. Kennedy in there. Yeah, and uh, he would uh, talk to uh, Walter. Uh, Walter, slide over here. I'm not coming over there, sir. Well, I I'll just uh, I'll just sit here in my uh, rocky chair. <laughs> you don't over there. Stay over there. Good stuff. Oh my god. Oh my god. Good times. Make me crazy. <laughs> that was such a different time. <laughs> I think that's the 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 uh, what do you call it? The theme of this program is what it was like. How memories. 
Yeah, memories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knew the Nixon days would be the 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 sweet innocent <laughs> era that we look back upon? Geez, we listened to the Stones and we weren't ashamed. Yeah. With the Beach Boys, huh? You know the Bee Gees for crying out loud. They were oh, they were singing like girls, but it's okay. They're the Bee Gees. Yeah. Uh, you know everything was okay. The Beatles. Let's yeah. not. Beatles. I remember in high school, I had this, you know, that was when the ghetto block box craze came in. Yeah. I had this like 50 watt Panasonic. It was badass. Wow. And on top of it, there was this plaque, uh, you know, being in printing, I had a, uh, what you call a scribe thing. You could put, you know, things on plastic. Oh, yeah, of course. And disco sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can remember that radio and that I wish I had a picture of it because people would be like, "What's disco?" Walking yeah, along disco? with with a big boom box across your shoulder, it was iconic back then. It was, dude. Everybody Ow. had yeah, you had to have a a, a a phalanx of batteries in the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And I basically it's, I, it's I learned how like, to do battery stuff because of that. Yeah, <laughs> really right. I now, remember like taping together like literally twenty five or thirty Duracell. Well, they were in Duracell <laughs> and, and, ta- and soldering them all together, and not cause a fire and power that thing for like eight hours. Oh yeah! <laughs> and now they drive by and they break your windows with the boom boxes coming out of the cars. Yeah, no, I got a homeless guy. He's got he you know had his legs uh, cut off at the knee. And instead, instead of taking those foot pegs off, he's got a huge old battery-operated uh, JVC speaker. It's, and oh. he, he is—he laddered most cars. <laughs> Battle of the bands. That's great. <laughs> Battle of the homeless people. It's fucking hilarious. There's a guy that comes through uh, with one that lights up, and it's pretty loud on a hand truck. Hmm. Hey, Jonathan, what's your favorite uh, cartoon voice? Oh, Mel Blanc. Anything Mel Blanc does. Really? Oh, my God. Like Porky Pig or... or, uh, All of that. Uh, Hey, in the radio, Mel Blanc had a spot on the Jack Benny show. And and, uh, Alan's... Fred Allen. Alan's Alley. He would go down the alley and talk over the fence. Imaginary fence, all these different people, and Mel Blanc was one of them. Wow. Uh, Senator Claghorn Leghorn, which became the big rooster. Foghorn Leghorn, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, anything he does, uh, Sterling Holloway uh, was the voice of the little bear. What the hell? The honey, uh, loved honey. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever was that on? Was that Yogi Bear? No, that was that was somebody else. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember this. What was your feeling about Popeye the Sailor Man? I wished that I could do him. Really? <laughs> yeah, I tried so hard, but but during the time when there was a lot of Popeye cartoons. I sat there as a kid trying to do Popeye, and I got as far as Bluto. Oh. 
Bluto was the guy that would always pay you Monday for a hamburger today. Yeah. Dude, I could do Bluto, but not Popeye. Wow, how about that? <laughs> You're having a Popeye. There was less black. demand for Bluto, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, a lot fewer requests for Bluto. Uh, yeah, there's really, it puts you in their place, you know. Yeah. Never get Bluto. Uh, well, what's yeah. your feel about Rich Little? Do you think he does a pretty good job? Wow. At the time when he was rolling, I stole so much from him. <laughs> he did everybody. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, well, he could do anybody. Yeah. He, he was a crowd of people showing up. He sounded like... <sighs> That's my impersonation of a stance <laughs> <of> people. <laughs> You know, there's only been a, a couple of three really big voiceover people in the last 40 years that have taken, you know, TV by storm. Or what is Frank, Frank Caliendo, you know, he does a really good John Matt. Uh, yeah, he does. And Frank Gorshin used to do yeah. a couple of uh, really astounding things, but he was really limited because he looked so much like uh, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, Kirk and. Um, Peter uh, uh, Lang, Bert Lancaster. Oh. When he did Lancaster back and forth with Kirk Douglas, yeah. Smokes. yeah, yeah. Sure. Good old days, reminiscing. Oh man, I, I don't oh, think there really is anybody that had like has filled in like the Rich Little or the Frank Gorshwin. Yeah, there I mean, there hasn't been anyone recently that I guess Frank Caliendo is the closest, but I mean, you know, you don't even hear him around that much. Either. But that that was 10, 15 years ago. I know, I know. It's weird. Well, it, it's, it's kind of spooky. I blame uh, aliens. <laughs> I, well, there's, there's always you're people. A big, you're a big alien dude. Uh, uh, yeah, what, what, what is this book you, you were mentioning? Oh, my gosh. The reason I even approached this thing was that my uh, uncle, my dad's brother, was selected as uh uh MacArthur, General MacArthur's bodyguard, personal bodyguard for six years after we dropped the bombs on Japan. Yeah. Well, so we don't know this, but you it's not generally known, but uh the word foo fighter. Yeah. That means like eight like UFO, right? UFOs during World War II, there were so many UFOs attracted apparently attracted to the atomic situation oh. that and World War II, they were buzzing our aircraft. Yeah, we know about that. But they were buzzing our ships at sea. They were buzzing the Seabees that were working on uh, uh, runways on islands and stuff. People were going nuts on this. And we even uh, we even got the the people that were pilots got so tired of the deep briefings when they had landed because the president FDR had laid it on Marshall, who was in charge of all of the armed forces, find out what the heck these UFOs are because we'd like some yeah. for the war effort. Well, Marshall didn't want to mess with it, so he gave it to. Mr. Get him in and roll your sleeves up himself, MacArthur, 
who was retaking the Philippines, which he did. He did come back, as he promised, but he waded into the biggest outlandish bunch of UFOs and stuff. He actually created a, a stack called the MacArthur Report. There was more pages in this stack of files than were in this the Encyclopedia Britannica. Dude, like crap. Yes. This is like an this actually happened. Actually happened. The <laughs> the MacArthur report was given to Operation Blue Book and we'll never see it. A great deal of my book came from stuff that was major <sighs> major signposts, major turning points of the war. But there were <laughs> there were UFOs wrapped up in the whole doggone thing. Oh, and I'm thrilled to see it, but nobody knows. Yeah, I've never heard that MacArthur had anything to do with, with that. Oh, really? I mean... Never, yeah. He was all business. Uh, he exactly. Retook, retook the Philippines, and nobody knew it, not even... Uh, the vice president knew that we had the bombs. MacArthur was the last guy to decide, do we drop them? Wow. Do no we not? Do yeah. we drop one out in the harbor and yeah, show them what we've got? Yeah. Well, no, because we didn't know they'd go off. Yeah. Either one of them. Yeah. So we dropped them all. And uh, the rest the is history. history <laughs> uh what what is interesting though, I, I think, is my dad was actually on a boat ready to uh, offload with. He was in charge of a thousand guys, and they were all going to take Japan. So they were running around out and uh, off the heart off of Japan, waiting to come in and probably get shot up. Yeah, when we all dropped the bombs, and that was the surprise ending. For, for the war, but boy, yeah. howdy, we had UFOs, and this is before Roswell. Oh uh, yeah, and they know know what to call them back then. True UFO. Uh, I forget what they used to call it before UFO. What, well, who fired? What was uh, the they... ghost? The ghost rockets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Some crazy yeah. thing like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think? I mean, do you think MacArthur had any? like deeper knowledge of what, you know, of, of whether they were alien craft or, you know, do you think well, the government, no? Yes. Um, oh, yes. While retaking the Philippines, uh, they divided up the forces. It took two days to even land the amount of people and equipment that we had. Uh, some of them went north and to get our guys out of uh, prisoner of war camps. And the rest went to uh, the airport. And as they defeated the Hill troops, uh, the Japanese that were in place to guard the airport, MacArthur himself in a Jeep drives out. I mean, he, he is driven out and he's in a Jeep. And there at the end of, at the end of the field there, of end of the runway is a UFO Good sitting God. right. Wait. And MacArthur described it as Matt 
black, M-A-T-T-E. Like yeah, like it not was, shiny, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a black that was blacker than black, and it flew away. Wow. <laughs> they started driving over to it, flew away. <laughs> right. It was almost like they were kind of messing with them. Yeah, you know why? Why? Why do that? Uh, maybe. Hey, congratulations! Wear hair. Knock knock. Now, what's the name of your book, Jonathan? MacArthur and the UFOs. MacArthur and the UFOs. And where can they find this book? Oh, it's on Barnes and Noble, and it's there's a. I'm so happy with the uh, the outcome of the audio book. That's on Audible. And oh, you can get it free if you sign up with Audible. You can get one book free. Yeah, there's my commercial. Anyway, you can get any any book for the. Uh, yes, and you you do the voiceover for that. Yeah, I selected uh, uh, Winston Churchill, Kennedy, uh, Nixon, of course MacArthur. Who you know what my model for MacArthur is? What's that? The Mary Tyler Moore Show when. Uh, what's his name? Walks out and says, "Oh, hi, Lou. Hi, Mayor. Oh, uh, Ted Knight. Yeah. Ted Knight. That is my model. Well, Ted Baxter, but yeah, Ted Knight. Awesome. Ted Baxter. Ted Knight. And, and uh, oh, I'm thrilled that I figured that out. I just remember that. Wow. Anyway, so, it, so MacArthur <laughs> sounded like Ted Knight. Yes. Yes. How about that? Ted Knight with a real, mm, yeah, with a, uh, a dose of self-importance." Well, that's, I mean, that for a general, that's a great voice to have. I love Hyper. Yeah, there he is. Hey, Jonathan, we're up against it, man. But, uh, okay. I'd like to thank you for the friendship of over 20 years. It's fucking awesome, man. Thank you. It is so good to be talking to you, to be just a tiny little part of your day, of your day part, to use a radio sim- uh, uh, symbology there. And and uh, I'm just I'm on top of the world. Thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. Hey, Phil, you got something to say? No, this has just been fascinating, Jonathan. Thanks. This has been I, I never knew that MacArthur had anything to do with the UFOs, and you're obviously well, a, a gift. Say the name of your book one more time, Jonathan. It's MacArthur and the UFOs, and it's a screenplay now, also not a audio book, but a screenplay. And I entered it in the Cannes Film Festival as a screenplay, wow. and it won. Oh shit! That's right. Yeah. It's won fifty-one film festivals now, and uh, I keep like entering, and it keeps doing stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping I get, I hope I get representation. You know, uh, some nice. producer or whatnot. So the, so the screenplay won at Cannes. Yes, you can you can enter screenplays. Uh, the whole film, yeah. uh, music. Yeah, there's right. different elements of a film. And of all things, I had no idea you could enter just words on paper at Cannes. Yeah. Wow. And right. then to win it, I just, I couldn't believe awesome. it. And, and it, it, it made me uh, enter a whole bunch more. I entered. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I entered over 100. If it moves, you should enter it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, I hope uh, I hope it gets produced. And I hope I hope we can all go to the movies and see it sometime. It's got our yeah, fingers across for you, Jonathan. I'd like to thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Till the Appreciate next time it. we talk. All right, Phil. Love you. See you, John. Take care. Great Bye-bye. stuff, Jonathan. Phil Perrier. 
John Miller. Thank you very much. Jonathan Abel. We'll be back here for the fourth and final installment of this week's podcast. You can find us on RenegadeTalkRadio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Uh, Now, like I said, uh, my name is Coyote, and uh, this here is, we're going to be right back. It says right here that uh, this is the big season finale. Now, wait a minute, that says, uh, that, that says this here is the season finale. Hmm. We have a new sponsor. They just came on etard.com. That's right. Remedial dating has never been easier. Etard. I like long walks on the beach, evenings at home, and pudding. I like blocks. I like. He doesn't know what he likes, he's stupid. Go to etard.com. Hey, everybody, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Look at me, I'm doing it. I have to ask my mom first. We can have our first date at Mongoloid Barbecue. And this is the quality dating you can get on etard.com. Let's Blocks. get married. I like trucks. I like to spill, spill pizza on my face. That's right. Remedial dating has never been easier. Etard. Go on, Etard. Go on, Etard and do it. Rub it. Touch it. Go to etard.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. It's the John Miller Program, live from San Francisco. I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And welcome back to the wrap-up, uh, part four of this uh, thing we call a podcast. It's been an educational show today, correct, Phil? Man, it's sure what, you know, that whole thing about MacArthur and the UFOs, I mean, I, I was not, you know, I, I know he's, you know, that Jonathan Abel's a great voice talent, but then to hear that he'd written this book and, you know, all this stuff. And won the he, can festival. I know, and he wins at con. I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. Oh, you know, it's, and it, it, it's just so weird how him and I met, you know? Um, so you put an ad in Craigslist for Yeah, a looking for, well, Paul did. I don't remember what I said, but we were looking for voiceover talent for the longest running webcast. Yeah. And he fucking showed up. Wow. When, when the it, teacher is ready, it, the master will appear, you know? But yeah. And been in my life ever since. We talk, you know, a couple of times a month. We all, uh, He's like my dad. He's just so cool. And he used to come to my events in Scottsdale and just rave over how how nicely and you know uh, professionally done these events were. And they were all, you know, the Girls Gone Wild New Year's Eve event, <laughs> which was fucking way off the hook. I was like, this is fucking, this is one of the best parties I've ever been to. <laughs> you know, you know, that's kind of shit keeps you going, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Especially in the world of haters. You know I have a lot of haters out here. Well, that's that's their problem. We we've called it jealousy, but whatever it is, you know, get yeah. over yourself. You're not you're not as big or will be as big as I am. And you know, I, I've been doing it for twenty you know, almost forty years now. You have forgotten more than most of these podcasters today even know. Yeah. Well, with that stroke, I lost, and I keep saying I lost. Yeah, you've eight. forgotten a lot. I mean, frankly, but well, yeah. you know, I'm still. <laughs> I did an IQ test afterwards, and I'm still smarter than about eighty percent of America. You know, you don't come across like a guy that had a stroke. Yeah, I know, right? But I, I say it's eighty percent of shit I didn't need. Well, yeah, it probably just exactly it deleted the files. You just don't even don't even. Yeah, do it's like. And a friend of mine the other day was like, you know, you need to get a Netflix, uh, uh, like a 
documentary. I'm like, that'd yeah. be so. Who would play me though? Oh, okay. Julia. Yeah, who Eric who would Roberts. you pick? Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother. He looks like you. He? He's about to say he's probably a little bit older than you, but you know he could. You know, yeah, I think Eric. Roberts. Hey, Kepler, we can fix that. I mean, there might be others, but I mean, just that's the first that really leaps to mind. He looks I mean, like if you think know. about it, I've had some shit going down in my life that people would be like, no, well, that you know, around here, they're like, they don't realize until I tell them who I am. And then they, they go and look it up and like, holy shit, I didn't know you don't look like that. Yeah. You know? But uh, it is what it is. You know, love, I love what I do. If I, you know, if you, if you love your job you know, keep on doing it until you die, you know, and that's, exactly. you know, that's my motto. Yeah. You Just know? don't be in any great hurry to die is, is my point. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I should have died 10 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in extra innings right now. This, this is Frogger advanced adult level. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, you're, you're getting whole new levels of this video game called life. Yeah. It was everything. And whenever I hit the reset button, I come back, it's something even worse. I'm like, come on, <laughs> somebody let up on me upstairs. What the hell? You know? Somebody, somebody up there likes you. I've already proved that proved that you can't, and so you're gonna still fucking try. It's funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, and, and you, of course, you know, you've been around forever. I can remember when you and I went to LA out in Studio City in that weird little uh, whatever you want to call it, building, and we did the demo for Hustler Radio. Oh my Network. God, yeah, for uh, Hustler Radio, yeah. Yeah, we were trying to get Hustler, uh, Hustler Radio Network going, and it's like, but then the guy who fucking got us all involved fucked it up. That that weird little Italian dude. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he was bizarre. Then it's like he got really excited about uh, women peeing, and that's why I thought this guy is kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. That that has nothing to do with what we're doing right now. Get off yourself. But, uh, yeah, we're close. I mean, we, we could have been running Hustler Radio Network for the last 30 years. Yeah, I, I you know, who, who knew? Who the fuck knew, right? Do they have radio now? Does Hustler have? Yeah, they don't have an XM channel, so I, I don't know of anything else. Probably somewhere on, on Sirius or, you know, XM Sirius. No, I, I've got, I got Sirius XM here and I list, you know, I go through the channel. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. I mean, I the know, Playboy like Playboy. Yeah, the Playboy Radio Network isn't going on either anymore. Yeah, I think I think when Hugh Hefner died, you know, Playboy kind of went. Oh yeah, later it was done. But he was he was living in the house that he didn't even own. He didn't own the grotto. Is that right? Yeah, he he was renting. Uh, well, he sold it to somebody, and then he he lived in a, a, another part of the built the room that was leased to him after he after he sold it. Yeah, I saw a documentary about Bob Guccione, you know, the penthouse guy who was, you know, fabulously wealthy and had a giant, giant, you know, building in New York that he lived in. And then when he died, he was broke and he was living in his ex-wife's crappy little house in New Jersey. What the fuck, right? He did not have a penny because, I mean, you know, radio, I mean, not radio, but the Internet just killed magazines, you know? Yeah, it did. It fucking flushed it right down. And he was one of those guys... Oh, it'll yeah. come back. I'll keep putting money into it. And he was like Playboy, you know, he kind of, you know, Hefner kind of got ahead of it with Playboy, you know, cable TV and yeah. I think Hustler did, but Guccione was like, no, no, this is a passing fad. <laughs> all right. The internet's not going to live. Yeah, this internet <laughs> thing is bullshit. You know, it's like, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, some of us have saw the future and some that didn't. Yeah. Well, you, you certainly did. Yeah. 
fucking I'm more than saw it. Yeah, you saw it like 20 years out. You saw it before, you know, anybody. I saw it before Google. Wow. About that. You know, and I've been doing my stuff. Google just came online. I've been doing my rate, my podcast or webcast since the early uh, days of Google. Yeah, you were before YouTube. You were before social media. Yeah, it used to be no word Instagram. of mouth back in the day. You know, not anymore. Word of mouth don't mean shit anymore. Yeah, it's all it's all clicks and views and like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kind of, kind of my fault, but oh well. I've had to <laughs> yeah, change. Look, look, what have you started? Yeah, what did I fucking do? Right? I fucked everything <laughs> up, man. I fucked up all the things that we loved. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Of course, we had you know Jay Hewitt. He was fantastic. Funny. He was hilarious. I've known him for over twenty years. Another long time, you know, friend. Yeah, you know, it really sounds like his acting career as a you know as a character. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I first when I first had him on, he was wiping his ass. Yeah, well, he's doing well now. Now he's doing well. It's Maybe really he can hard. have a bit part in the, or a, a, a role in the uh, MacArthur and the UFOs movie when that gets off the ground. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. That that's crazy. I mean, you know, it, it's it, it is good to always you know touch base with all you know people you've known for this many years and. When people say they don't like me, I'm like, you're in the wrong crowd because there's a lot of people out there that like me. Yeah. That means something. Well, Robin Williams, I mean, you've got a pretty good, uh, you know. Yeah, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Um, Howard Stern. Howard Stern, my God. Yeah, you know, I've I've got a list of people that most people are like, no way. And then you show them a picture, they hear an audio clip, and they're like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, but, and, and, I, does, you know, and sometimes I go, holy fuck. Yeah. I'm like, how in the hell do I know this person? I'm like, wow. You know, but you know, that, that's, that shows how long I've been in the industry. Well, but also you gotta, you know, you gotta be good with people to get people like that on your show. You, you have to come back over and over and over yeah, and over. If you're a dick. I mean, they're just, they'd be like one, once and out. Yeah. <laughs> they would never, yeah, exactly. They would They would never back. think of like the second time, like, no, I'm busy. Thanks though. Yeah, most of these people I have on once a year, and you know, yeah. uh, and people, and then they're like, "Don't don't let it be so long." I'm like, "There's so many of you, <laughs> you know." Yeah, and, and to get everybody's schedule lined up, it, it's work, and uh, yeah. especially now these people are busy. Before they're like, "Hey, you want to be on the show tomorrow?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Now it's like, "Well, I'm not open until three weeks from today." <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. It's because they're doing so well, and it makes me feel good inside. You know, to have these people around me and, uh, you know, and, and like of Kato course, Kalen, you know, I mean, he can't, you know, he, he, Kato. For... people are like, no way. I'm like, yeah, I just had Kato on my show. And they're like, yeah. they either go, who in the fuck is Kato or holy shit, you had Kato on. Well, from our generation, they're not saying that. They, they know exactly who Kato is. Yeah, exactly. But today it's like Oprah. Kato Caitlin? Who are those I bet they don't even know who OJ is, you know? It's like you ask a 30-year-old, it's like, what do you think about OJ Simpson? Like, who's that? Yeah, exactly. It's like these historical people that we've had yeah. around or, or on the show or just – and Kato's been on for, God, couple – every six months for 20-plus years. That's fantastic. You know, it's like – and each time he's the same way. He's cheerful – like God, it's great to be on the John Miller program and be honest about it. I'm like, I think he's got a documentary or two coming out, so that might be a good reason to have him on the show again. When that, when that exactly. Talk you know, about that. But don't want to wear it out. But you know, it is what it is. 
Hey, Phil, yeah. I'd like to thank you for the continued support. Well, all, my all pleasure, years. John. My, I love it. I love radio. I love it. We've, we've finally been able to merge our forces, and it's kind After of fun. Many but, years. So, hey, um, that's the wrap-up. You know, we'd like to thank everyone, Jay Hewitt, Jonathan Abel, um, and all the other long-time you know, call friends now or people who have been on my show. They're friends by now. and Friends uh, of the show. Yeah, friends of this show. Know that about it. Anyway, Bill, I'm out of here. You out of okay, here? Okay, John. I'm John Miller. I'm that Phil Perrier. And uh, we'll catch you next time on RenegadeTalkRadio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I could have had a high colonic from Britney Spears or be John Miller's announcer. So... Why am I here? If you've got chipped, dented, cracked, or broken implants, then you need Implant Crafters at the mall. At Implant Crafters, we've got a silicone mill right in the store, so we can make you shiny new ones in about an hour. I broke off my implants playing bingo. Oh, 66. Bingo! <laughs> the next day, I went to Implant Crafters at the mall, I dropped off the broken pair, went to Radio Shack to get a hearing aid battery, and by the time I got back, my implants were ready. Implant Crafters at the mall. This week's special, by Buy two, get one free. Hello? Hello, yes. I'm looking for Mr. man. Uh, hi. Uh, he's not in right now, but uh, can I help you? Yes, sir. This is Precious calling for America Online. Oh. Would you be able to decide regarding the internet service for the household? Yeah, sure. What kind of internet service do you have? Dial-up, right? Untie me! <laughs> yes, sir. Untie me! Just hang on. I want to tie you after I'm done with the folks over at AOL. Hang on. It hurts. So what kind of deal do you have this month? It hurts. I'm sorry, sir? What kind of deal do you have with American Online? It's starting to change. Oh, this is uh, unlimited dial-up internet access uh-huh. for the next 60 days. Uh-huh. Uh, and just upon trying this one out, we will also give biting. you an overnight accommodation at any Best West Hill uh-huh. valid for six months. Somebody help me! Uh, don't mind him. He'll, he'll be all right. <laughs> it's so, not do, funny anymore. Do, uh, let you hang up? Hello? Are no, you still, hello, sir. I am still here. So you do you just have unlimited dial-up on? What kind of speeds do I get out of that? For God's sake, take the cucumber uh, out. you have a current internet provider, sir. Uh, if you have high speed, uh, I can tell you that what we're going to use <laughs> is just hurts. the software. Well, I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about high, but I do have speed. I don't think that was supposed to go uh, in there. Connection. That is correct for DSL. Yeah. So you already have a high-speed connection, broadband connection, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh, my God. Okay. The dog is biting so on right the cucumber. Now, we will enjoy your same high-speed connection. Uh-huh. Good boy. Take it out. A different Ow. software. Ow. You can use it uh, oh, just as a backup. God so, damn it. But you can, enjoy, you can enjoy that fast connection yeah okay how, so i can so basically you, you just be a, will you just shut up before i beat you with a whip just let me finish this deal with you aol come on man. Me with a paddle. now don't mind him he's okay it hurts if you can hear me out yes oh, as i said don't okay? don't please Please take the rope he's, off my he's fine. genitals. He's fine. Don't worry about him. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, the kid. Ow. Oh. 
So how much month is this going to cost me a Cat month? is clawing my genitals! Uh, if you do have that uh, broadband connection, what I can give you is the fourteen ninety five AOL software for broadband. <laughs> Okay, and what? Okay. So what does? So you basically you're just going to charge me an extra fourteen dollars on top of the uh, the my usual service that do for me. What are you doing with the jumper cables? Uh, sir, uh, you can try this one out. Don't for hook the those next on my nipples. Days free. See, down everything you can make use of this uh, AOL software, like uh, our McCafe Firewall Express, oh. which will be a good. Don't hook that to the battery. Don't. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's not funny anymore. Okay, so you're telling me you it's a firewall down, on man. it. You know, just put chip. the cables down. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. So basically, it's just a firewall. I'm going to pay fourteen dollars a month for, right? <laughs> uh, not not just the firewall, sir, but of course. The AOL software. Ah, spur- oh, my chest hair is burning. Ah, what do you love to do oh online, sir, if I may just ask? What do you currently enjoy on doing online? Uh, surfing for porn. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, surfing for porn. Oh, okay. So, you can't uh, look at that anymore. You get too many bad ideas. This kind of uh, so site so and a family. Uh-huh. Well, you were the only person. It's not a cattle prod, is it? Jesus Christ. Somebody help Would there be any other kids using the software, if I may just ask? Oh, oh, of course we'd be using the software. If we paid fourteen, if we were paying fourteen ninety five for it, you know, I think the best use of it would be going to these porn sites because it it would save me from all the pop ups and all the all the spam and, he and just all, looks all at the virus. Yes, that is correct, sir. Uh, let me tell you that America Online have this uh, pop-up control. Uh-huh. Okay, you can just customize it. Uh, we he have keeps a looking at horse videos. Well, and it's you gross. It if you will. Uh, AOL learns over time what you consider as your spam. Please, God, take and this cucumber out of my ass. Automatically. You just have to uh, do that teach the software uh, by doing it around three times. Uh, and it will learn um, beforehand what you now consider a spam mail and what you uh, don't consider as one. Oh, as okay, cool, mail. cool, cool. I think I'm bleeding Adaptive out. Spam filter, web uh, pop-ups, web unlock also. Oh, so Jesus. If you want, yes. My, oh, God. <laughs> and, and I get all this for fourteen ninety five. Don't put the cattle prod to my hemorrhoid. Yes, sir. That is correct. Wow, this sounds like a great deal. Oh, it popped! It popped! It's bleeding everywhere. Well, you know, this is something I have to talk oh about my with God. my partner. You know, uh, uh, but it sounds sir. like it might it might be really useful for surfing for porn. There's pus and blood and poop yes, everywhere. You think so, huh? And cucumber chunks. Yeah, cool. Um, is there any way you can send me this in the mail so I can actually take a look at it? Oh, sir, before we get to send you over that uh, software in the mail, uh, I need to verify a few information uh-huh. and generate think... a screen name and a password. I think oh, you're wrong. Okay, so in, okay. Other words, in other words, before I get to see it, i got to give you a credit card. Oh, I would have to ask oh for that, but if you're God. not comfortable in giving me that, that would be okay. That is I'll not never have prison sex again. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know you, you know, and uh, so you know, I giving out my credit. My man, my cr- Gina is injured. I'm sorry, sir. Oh my God, my man, Gina! <laughs> it hurts. Is that 
that person okay? Oh, he's fine. Oh. Don't worry about him. He's uh, fine. You can hear his helmet. Just give me the exact time to give you a call back. That would be fine. Um, I'll be available about 10 o'clock. Stopping on my wiener. Oh, sir, uh, I will not be uh, on duty. Okay, I'm available on... already a bit late. I'm, okay, how about uh, Thursdays? I'm available about 6 o'clock. Sure. Will, will you call me back for sure? Sure. Okay, great. So let's say about 6 o'clock Thursday. Oh, stop kicking me right. in the goon ass. Great. Thank you very much. Just make sure that that person is all right, sir. Oh, he, he's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about him. <laughs> my rectum exploded. All right. You take care, sir. Thank, Thank you. So Happy much. holidays. Oh, my God. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing everything she could to sell us AOL, man. Uh, when you've had enough of the same old stuff on tap, it tastes like crap. Awaken your taste buds to ball sweat beer. Hey, bartender. Yeah. For ball sweats. Go boys, suck it down, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I think I've had this before. What the hell is this? Oh, that shit was nasty. Oh, stop you, silly. Mm. Hey, you're getting spit all over my body. Dude, this beer tastes like crap. No, it's ball sweat. Ball sweat beer, made out of the finest ingredients that you'd rather not know about. I got a list right here. You want to see it? Ooh-wee, that's nasty. For those special occasions when you want to throw caution to the wind, ball sweat beer. Whoa, look, guys. Brittany's on her fifth case. Hey, baby, you want to go out? With this stuff, who needs a girlfriend? I'll never need to leave the house again. Mmm, it's so good. The taste is so familiar. She likes my juice. Makes me want to be naughty. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you follow us outside? I think me and my friends can uh, assist you in getting a little more of your liquid refreshments. Let's go. Rich and foamy, bubbling over with fervent flavor. A musky kind of taste. Yep, that's ball sweat beer. And now for the guys, Taco Surprise and Taco Surprise Light. When you're watching your figure, ball sweat beer for the ladies and Taco Surprise and Taco Surprise Light for the men. How they get that thing in the bottle, I'll never be able to tell. <laughs> ball sweat beer. Tastes kind of gamey, but after a couple, you start liking it. So don't be afraid, limp or flaccid, step right up to the bar, slam your money down, and take a taste adventure. Hey there, uh, you can't leave till you hit the two-drink minimum there. I'll take the taco surprise light, or the TSL as we call it. <laughs> Ball sweat beer. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Liddy, baby, how about some lovin'? Hey, get that thing away from me. Come on, honey, Bob don't want some lovin'. Have you ever done it with Viagra? Are constant erections causing trouble in your marriage and embarrassment in public? You need Soft On, the patented anti-erection formula that turns even the most stubborn erection into a hard off. With Soft On, you'll never have to worry about popping a tent on the golf course, in the boardroom, or even the bedroom. <laughs> I used to skip gym class at college because everyone made fun of my inadvertent wood. But now with Soft On, even climbing a rope doesn't cause any swelling. Being totally flaccid is the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is Bob Dole. At my age, an erection can be fatal. 
Thanks to Soft On, Plaster of Paris wouldn't get this thing hard. Soft On. Ask for it by name. Tell them Bob Dole sent you. And for the erection that just won't quit, try a new Extra Strength Soft On. It comes with an 8x10 naked picture of B. Arthur. To order your 30-day trial supply of Soft On, send $39.99 to Soft On. P.O. Box 100, Reno, Nevada. Celebrity Voices by Jonathan Abel at CelebrityVoices.com This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.